I'm Ed Barone, co-founder of RentReady, the platform that makes renting easy for landlords and tenants. With this podcast, we aim to help landlords learn, scale, and invest. We also want to help you tackle the business side of real estate investing, because being an investor or getting your first investment requires you to be an entrepreneur. It's about mindset and strategy. We partnered with successful real estate investors, offering you advice and guidance on how to get started, how to scale your real estate portfolio, and how to run your business for profit. Before we get started, for those of you who aren't familiar with RentReady, we're an all-in-one property management platform. We help landlords manage tenants and properties by providing services for every step of the landlord process, including payments, finding the best tenants, lease signing, communications, maintenance, and a whole lot more. Today, we're hearing from Marseille Winder. Marseille, a.k.a. the property pastor, has been investing since 2017 and has 12 rental properties. He focuses on buy and hold investments and has done several burr, buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat deals. So let's get started. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Marseille, a.k.a. the property pastor. Today, I want to talk a little bit about how do you get difficult tenants under control? You know, you've all either heard, read or experienced tenants not paying rent, tenants who got old broken down cars in the front yard, loud parties, cops getting called, things getting broken, unauthorized pets. All of these things can really frustrate you as a landlord. Before I get started, if you haven't done so already, make sure you hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell as well. That way you'll get notified of great content and great new videos to help you in your business. One of the first things I want to share with you is your lease, right? So you want to have a strong lease and you want to stand behind it. I would definitely not recommend you go into you know Office Max or Office Depot and just buy that quick little one-page lease that they have. It may seem cheap, may seem effective, but don't buy that lease because it's not going to help you out in the long run when you run into problems. So the first thing you want to do really is get a strong lease. So you can hire a lawyer to help you draft your lease. You can work with other investors in your area. Some of the best resources that I've found have been in some of the books that I've purchased and even using uh, networks like Bigger Pockets and things of that nature. So my very first lease that I used was eight pages. I mean, it was very long because it covers everything. You know, it talks about, you know, how to quiet enjoyment. It talks about, you know, not having guns on the property, smoking inside the property, pets are covered, harassing people is covered, violence, you know, all of these things that you could think about our running into are typically covered in the lease and stand behind it, you know, because whenever you have to talk to a tenant, you want to be able to refer to the area of the lease that they are violating. The next thing, though, is don't let your emotions get involved, right? You are running a business. And one of the things, one of the tricks that I learned is you can actually present yourself as a property manager, even though you're the owner, right? And you basically can kind of say, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the lease says, or I must follow the rules of the lease. You don't want to get upset with the tenants. You don't want to let them get super upset with you. You really want to get to the place of having strong communication. You want to talk to your tenants like people. You want to be a problem solver and find a solution. Say, for example, you know, a a person has cars in the front of the yard, right? And, And say, for example, your lease clearly states you can't do that. Can they move the cars to the back of the yard? Uh, do they have to do this? Is another place down the road that they can actually work on? It's important that you understand why they're doing it that way. And then on top of that, ask them, you know, kindly and respectfully to not do so and explain to them why. 
because it's important for the appearance of your property, the longevity of your property. You know, smoking is another example. Folks may say, hey, I smoke, but I smoke outside. You know, we don't allow people to smoke inside of our units. And sometimes you find that they do, but you have to refer to the actual lease again. But you got to talk to them like people. You can't just go up and say, hey, you're violating my lease. If you don't stop it in, in the next five minutes, you're out of here. That's not going to work, right? You got to talk to people respectively. You got you to help them understand why if you smoke in the property, it's going to cause a, a lot of extra damage. Carpet's going to get destroyed. It'll be hard to mitigate all of the smell that is left, the odor, all these things. And there's a fire hazard to the property itself. Once you've communicated, right, you've got to put violations in writing. So if you, if things aren't, you know, they get resolved quickly, respectfully, you don't necessarily have to put it in writing. But if that is a repeat violation, you've got to put it in writing. You've got to go and say, hey, you violated, you know, this particular section. You know, section seven of the lease clearly states no smoking in the property. We've noticed on multiple occasions evidence of smoking smoke smell within the unit. This violates, you know, this particular portion of the lease and failure to conform to that lease could result up to eviction, right? So put those violations in writing, make sure you know that they're serious. And what I found is that typically once they're put in writing, people usually kind of go ahead and come around. After you've communicated, after you've put it in writing, make sure you follow up with the follow-up inspection. Don't just think that, hey, you know, we talked about this and I know they, they heard me and they know that they know I'm serious. You got to go back around and check on it, right? You got to go and follow up and see, you know, is the car moved? Are there, are there still cigarette butts in the ashtray? inside the house in the living room. But then on top of that, if you want to get a difficult tenant under control, you've got to hold up your end of the bargain as a landlord. So for example, if things need to be fixed in the property and you neglect those things, then guess what? That tenant's not going to think you really care about them. You know, they're, they're going to kind of look at it and say, well, they, they haven't fixed the, the leak in the ceiling that's been here for a year and a half. So they are probably not going to think you really care about them. All you care about is the money that they give you every single month. And, and sometimes they'll stop giving it to you. Make sure you know the landlord tenant laws in your, your respective state and the things that you are required, because in some areas you can actually withhold rent if certain repairs aren't made. So if you're having problems with a, with a tenant, you know, it's really about respect. It's about communication. But let's say all of that stuff doesn't work, right? You're like, Marseille, I did all of that stuff. Nothing's working. Don't be afraid to pursue eviction. That probably scares a lot of people, but it's not a matter of if in your business, it's a matter of when. You know, if you if you own properties, at some point you're gonna to have to evict somebody. And if you have to go down that road, right, I think it's very important that you consult with a lawyer for your first eviction or at least talk to other investors, right? Because that's the wonderful part about investing. Even as you're listening to this video, you're getting information. We are in the information age. But if you're a part of a RIA group, you know, in your area with other landlords, they can help walk you through that process about the specific laws in your state. You can always consult with a with a lawyer who specializes in eviction. There's even lawyers who will do the whole thing for you, right? So make sure that you do consult with a lawyer. And the thing about it is if you have to move on, right? You've you've done all those things, uh, or maybe you didn't do all the tips that I've already, you know, told you, you lost months and months of rent. You know, that's not the time to give up on being an, a real estate investor. What that what that is is that's the time to learn from your mistakes. One of my favorite sayings is that our past mistakes should not torture us. They should teach us, right? So if you have to move on from your past mistakes, if you have to move on from you know a bad tenant, learn, right? Build new systems. How do I avoid getting that person? Because oftentimes through the screening process, you'll find you're able to weed out a lot of your bad actors, right? By checking the references, by making sure they don't have evictions, by you know calling their employers and those kind of things. There, that's a lot of things that can help you. But learn from your mistakes, improve your systems, and build better tools, right? So those things are just going to help you. So don't let it torture you. Let it teach you. And the last thing I want to actually share with you is a few resources that have helped me 
that I think some some great resources that, that will help you as well. A couple of books that really helped me out in my journey four years ago. The first book is called Landlording on Autopilot, and it's by a guy named Mike Butler. And Mike, you know, is a former cop. Uh, I think he's, you know, at the time of writing his book, he probably had over 50 rental properties, maybe even more than I can't remember. But he's re- he's written a really good book that goes through, you know, a lot of things I'm talking about and a whole lot more. And he even has like sample leases and, and a lot of things like that. So you can kind of take that, go with your lawyer and, and customize it for your specific, you know, state and, and local, local area. So Mike's book's really good. Check that one out. The other one is the book on managing rental properties by the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Brandon Turner of Bigger Pockets fame. So Brandon and his wife, Heather, wrote a really good book on how to manage rental properties. Again, they got a ton of forms. They got a ton of, you know, leases are there. Just a lot of really good information to help you out on your journey. So they've helped me out a ton. Uh, so I wanted to share some of the tips I've had from my experience, but also give you some other books if you want to dig deeper. Um, I think they'll help you out a ton. Thanks for listening. We're so grateful to be able to learn from these active investors, entrepreneurs, and all around amazing individuals who want to share their success with you. The real estate investing community really is a unique community to be a part of. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can rate or review the podcast in whatever podcast app you're listening to. It would mean a great deal to us to learn what you like, what you don't like, and even questions we can answer on your behalf. You can also subscribe to The Real Estate Pod on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.